The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. All right, here we are, uh, the Brothers on Law. I'm Rob Mandel. And I'm Larry Mandel. And uh, we're really glad to be back. And, and again, I want to shout out to Debbie, the mortgage mom. What a great show. So happy we follow her. Right, Larry? Oh, yeah. Really informative. I didn't know that much about mortgages like she does. It's un- It's unbelievable. Who knew mortgage could be so fun? And interesting. <laughs> right. So, Larry, do you remember when... When we were early, uh, much earlier in our practice, and we were located in Northridge, and it was uh, us, uh, us two brothers, and then another two brothers were our partners. Uh, and uh, tragically, in the late '90s, uh, one of those uh, fellows passed away uh, suddenly, unexpectedly. Yeah, he was my best friend. He was your best friend, and we knew him since he was seven years old. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but we were so used to having suddenly we had we had three lawyers, and we were so used to having the four of us that we didn't know what we were going to do. And so I think finally we just put an ad out there and reached out into the community. And the the, the internet was relatively still pretty young, and uh, this is like twenty years ago. Yeah, right? nineteen ninety nine, and we got a response, Rob, didn't we? And you followed up on the response. Yes, I did. And I am so happy to have with us right now the response. Her name, she's our partner, Mara E.J. Burnett. Welcome to the show, Mara. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Larry. And, uh, uh, but you weren't always a lawyer, were you? No, I was not. Well, what that that what, makes sense. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? When, when you, in your career, you know, you've had some other careers besides law, right? What have uh, you done? A little bit different than law. Yeah. Well, I know that you've done some things like um, put roofing. You've done roofing. You've done siding. Well, let her tell us. I want to hear. Well, I've done some pretty traditional feminine careers. I started at 16 as a florist. And then I worked at the perfume counter. Nice. But then I kind of stepped out of the traditional feminine roles, and I started doing things like putting on aluminum siding, driving a sugar beet truck. Where was that? Uh, That would be in North Dakota for two years, two of the coldest years of my life. Wow. You went to school out there, right? Yeah. Undergrad? went, Went to University of North Dakota for two years, and it happened to be the coldest two years in about 50 years. Were you near Fargo? That's all I know about. No, I was about 90 miles north on the Red River in uh, Grand Forks. Oh, wow. Beautiful country, though, huh? Gorgeous. Yeah. And then you went from uh, undergrad to law school, but I know something about you. When you were going to law school, you were doing something else at the same time, right? Yes, I was. What were you doing? Well, I was working full-time because I had to find a way to pay for law school. What what type of work? 
I was working as a legal secretary down in Century City for a family law firm, which I will never do again. Now, wait a minute. You're working That's not... full... <laughs> yeah. You're working full-time. Nothing full -time. wrong with family law, but it can be a little crazy, huh? You're working full-time, and then you go from full-time during the day to going to law school at night? Right, till 10 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. That's and were you uh, married at the time? No. Nope. Okay. Single. Yeah. Well, that, and that was... still managed the social life somehow. Yeah. And then from uh, you took the bar exam, passed the bar exam, right? Yeah, that was the easy part. Yeah. Well, not for a lot of people. That was pretty hard but exam. Now, that's funny you say that. So how was that? Because that was not my experience working full-time in some other job and going to school at night. And I always admire people who are able to do that and have that kind of self-discipline. So how did you do that? Well, I recommend if you're going to try to do that, that you do it when you're young. Because once you hit 40, it becomes a lot more difficult to stay up till 10 o'clock at night. Yes, indeed. Uh, but uh, you keep yourself busy and use the weekends to study and lunch and from 5 to 8 in the morning. When you're not on the 405, you, or when you are on the 405, you listen to tapes. Yeah. Legal tapes? Is that uh, what you're listening notes. to? Notes. You read your notes into the tapes. Wow. That's that's good. But the, that's the, a good the, study habit. But there had to have been a drive, like a just a determination that you were going to do that, to get through that, wouldn't you say? And that kind of seems to run in my family. And how um, is that? We're called steamrollers, basically, is the women in my family. So yeah, that's a good I nickname for you in our law practice. Yeah. Yeah. Start steam calling roller. her steamroller girl. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a steamroller. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. And then so you you're pass the bar exam, what do you do? Well, uh, at the time I passed the bar exam, I was actually working for the county and putting together, <clears throat> excuse me, a uh, user's guide for the judges to get into this fancy new LexisNexis uh, software that allowed you to get online access to legal cases. And I was working in the judge's library, surrounded by walls and walls and walls of books. Um, and, and it's interesting to note that a lot of people might not know this, but um, when you s see a lawyer's office on TV and whatnot, and there's all these books, and like you were saying, you were surrounded by books and books. That program you were talking about, Lexus Nexus, I'm sorry, Lexus Nexus, and similar programs have basically replaced. Well, it's all on books. my phone now. It's all on the phone. Yeah, you go into a lawyer's office now, you don't really see books just for show. Right. You know? They're antiques. You got to take the dust off, you know, brush the dust off. So you're working for the county, and now you're a lawyer. What happens? Well, one of the first jobs I took when I got out of the judge's library was as a research attorney for the judges in downtown Los Angeles. And I think you probably know what a research attorney does, but we read all the lawyer's paperwork for all pretrial motions, and we summarize it for the judge and make a recommended ruling for the judge. And more often than not, the judges read it right off of my paperwork, so that was kind of flattering. So basically, judges don't do anything. That's not true. I know some very hardworking judges. Now, we have some friends that are judges. You're going to cause some problems for me, Rob. Yeah, I'm just making it funny. Come on. So you're already uh, have this history of balancing a lot of stuff and now you're a lawyer and you're working uh basically doing the judge's work for him <laughs> and uh now uh you're gonna add a marriage and i take it kids to the equation they came along yeah 
That so, made it a lot more fun. So how, how, in what way was it more fun? Well, when you got, you're juggling the law ball in the air and you're juggling the marriage ball in the air and now you throw a couple kids in there, it keeps you busy from dawn to dusk. Yeah. I mean, that's a and shout And you were out. the homemaker too. I mean, let's mm. face it, right? She's right. definitely Come a homemaker. On. Do I have to answer that? <laughs> You know, my husband gonna, might be listening. I'm not going to bag on your husband, but come on. <laughs> but that's a shout out to all the people, especially the women that are doing all these multitasking things. You know, it it's just amazes me how to balance family and work. And while you're doing this, oh, and well, I there, see some women in the room because, that are raising their yeah, hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, producer Meredith and producer Cam are, yeah. are dancing now, but. But that is a testament to the women. I think the supermen in this world are the superwomen. Okay. Well, you know you, they can coexist, Rob. Well, I'm just saying that the real superheroes are are the women who can do what what Mara does. We are taping this, right? Right. Yes. We're live, baby. We're live. Yeah. And you can play Don't this over this. and over again to all your family. Yeah. So uh, you're balancing a family... You're a homemaker, essentially. You're a lawyer. How, how are you doing all this? Just hard work. And so are there some special challenges do you feel that women face? Because I think, you know, 20 years ago when you're doing this, there's still it's still pretty much a man's world in the legal profession. Wouldn't you agree? Well, when, when you first started. When I first started. That was a long time. That was, what, 25 years ago or 28 years ago? 28 years ago. When I first started, I used to be, I was the only woman in the courtroom. Wow, that must have been daunting. Not really. <laughs> what, how, okay. Well, what they, was it like Did they then? open doors for you? Yeah. Kind of, you know, put their coats over the uh, the gutters and stuff like, like that? Everybody wide-eyed when you walk in? I, I think they were a little wide-eyed when I walked to counsel table and not to the court reporter's desk. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Because that's such a different world than now. Still happens. Is that right? Absolutely. Hmm. So some people's mindset just you can't change it no matter what. Right. All right. So now you're now you're working and you're going to courtroom and 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 kind of fusing with your background and research and are you, now you're representing clients too. Not only before you were more in the judges, you know, rooms and doing all that legal stuff, you know, for like a research basis, but now you're interacting with clients. legal stuff. I like that. Well, Okay, and then so now you're, you're poor mom. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we do pity our poor mom. God bless her, um, but mostly because of Rob. Now, no, I now you're now you're interact now you're interacting with clients more, and how does that? How are you developing that rapport and dealing with clients and helping the clients? Well, if I could start with, I think being a woman gives me a, a little bit of an edge when it comes to. Building a relationship with a client, I think one of the most important things about a mother and a wife and a lawyer is that they have to learn to listen to what your client says. They have to learn to find out what your client actually wants, not what you think your client wants. And it's important for you to listen because that's it's a scary world out there. A lot of people are scared of lawyers. And when they first come in to meet me, they don't know whether to trust me or not. And I think when I sit down and I actually listen and ask them questions about what they want, 
that's the beginning of a beautiful trust relationship that's absolutely essential to the legal profession. So, so well said. Wow. So how has that helped you in, in like, can you think of a specific instance where that's come in very handy for you? Well, yes, absolutely. If you listen to what your clients are telling you, um, it helps you when you're in the courtroom and you're trying to explain to a jury what they've lost because of the injuries that they've had. And you can't really know what they've lost until you know what they had. So you have right. to ask them and you have to listen. I had a, a client come in the other day and say, I missed my family vacation. And I explored that with her and I said, how many vacations do you get a year? Why is it important to be with your family? And she, we ended up both crying because she only gets one, her kid's birthday, the only time she gets to see her family all year, and she missed it because of the car accident. So yeah. that's how I listen so I can explain what they've lost as a, re uh, excuse me, as a result of the injuries that they've sustained. So if right. you just glazed over that, that wouldn't have become an important point of how important it was for her to take that vacation, how it impacted her life. Right. I mean, if I walked up to the jury and say, and she missed a family vacation. Yeah. It was $3,000. Right. There's so, so much more to it. Right. There's so much more to it, so much more loss. Yeah. What other procedures or practices do you do? Well, wait a minute. I want to follow up on that. Go ahead, Rob, because, because I'm going to listen. Yeah, you listen for a change. <laughs> Let me do the talking. So... Uh, because what I've noticed about you over the years is that you are unafraid to plunge into that emotional sea with your clients. And a lot of lawyers are reluctant. They've even been trained otherwise. Oh, you know, keep your, you know, your uh, distance, your distance, your emotional distance from your clients so you can remain, uh, what's the word, not impartial, but... Um, uh, detached. A better listener. Objective. You need to be, uh, uh, yeah, a better listener. Thank you. You need to remain objective at all times. But you seem to take a different tack. Can you talk about that? I guess, uh, again, it goes back to being a mom and a woman is that in order to um, help somebody, you got to understand what's motivating them and you have to feel what's motivating them. I don't know if I can explain it any better than that. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. I know that you've gone to the scene with the injured party, with our client, and analyzed what happened at the scene and walked through it with the client. You've been to the houses. You've gone to dinner with the clients. I mean, maybe you can tell us a little bit more. How, how does that all help you in, in coming up with, you know, an argument on their behalf to get them proper and just, you know, compensation, fairness? Well, going to their house, you get to see how they live, and sometimes you see things that surprise you. 
Like what? You look <laughs> you look at the pictures on the walls and you see maybe someone's playing a musical instrument and you know that they injured their hand, but they never mentioned, I can't play the violin anymore. I can't play the piano. And I miss that. Right. And these are the kinds of things you pick up, these nuances that they don't think it's important to tell the attorney. And you got to go and be with them and spend time with them so they do open up to you and tell you these things that they've lost. Can you think of a particular uh, instance or client where, you know, you became uh, immersed? Yeah, where you had that emotional connection and it was <laughs> and it's a standout to you? Well, yes, of course. I, I have lots of clients. I have clients from 20 years ago that still call me and chat. Um, I drop them off at the airport. I have lunch with them. I don't represent them anymore, but they're still my friends. I have one client who's dear to my heart, who's a little 12-year-old girl, whom I consider a, kind of a foster daughter. Uh, we helped her with a major brain injury case, and she's back on the road to recovery. So that's, I, I think I'm going to always check in on her. Yeah. I'm, I hope I'm invited to when she graduates from high school. And, yeah. Uh, that makes me proud of what I do. And that makes me proud of you. I'll yeah. tell you that. So, uh, Larry, how about yeah, you? Can you think of a, a particular client that, you know, you had that, that deeper emotional connection to and it served you well and you, and you remember it, you know, it's still with you? Well, there was a gentleman named, I'll just use his first name. His name is Arlo. And Arlo was in a very serious bicycle accident where the forks of the bicycle broke and we actually brought a case against the manufacturer of the bicycle and Arlo had actually fallen forward and smashed his head onto the pavement and at first he could barely speak and it was a speech pattern that was hard to understand him and you know I met with him many times and we found him a place where it was like speech therapy and he went through that program and this is some years ago and Arlo's kept in touch with me. He called me the other day. He had some issue with his um, landlord or something. But he's talking like it never happened. Wow. It was like such a uplifting story. Right. Now, I mean, he still has some issues from the brain injury. But to hear this guy, who was a, actually a professional mountain bike rider, mm -hmm. who endorsed vitamins and things, this is right. before. And he was a chef, fall. as I recall. And he was a, a sous right. chef, too. To have him come all this way, full circle, was so uplifting. But it was also part of me getting to know him and to talk to him about his bicycling because I've, you know, rode bicycles and mountain bikes and as well as you do, Rob. So that was my story. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, brothersonlaw.com. How about your story, Rob? Well, uh, if I were to think of, uh, I, there, like Mara was saying, there's so many that do stand out. But one family that I was particularly close with was a family of immigrants from El Salvador. And they had their elderly father with them. when they. Uh, well, he wasn't elderly when they came over. They came over when there was strife in that country and they got uh, asylum here. And... Uh, but now, now many years passed, and he was elderly. And as a kid, he had hurt his uh, arm to the point where he had no uh, movement of his arm, one of his arms. But he had pain, even though he couldn't move the arm. He had this tremendous pain in his hand. 
So a famous physician was going to try this new procedure on him and to shut off the pain and burn a nerve in his spinal cord and he ended up burning a blood vessel instead and paralyzed everything. So now he's, you know, not even, he has no use of that arm, no use of his legs. And I think he, he may have had use of his other uh, arm, but, you know, and it ended up the, 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 the son and the daughter worked round the clock to care for him. And it was a very poignant story and deeply uh, uh, emotional to me. And we were able to um, uh, prevail on his behalf. But you connected uh, but was, with him too in some way. Yeah, I, I, well, mostly it's funny, you know, uh, I connected with the, uh, uh, the son and the daughter because they would, they would work their job. One had a night job, one had a, a day job. And the one that had the day job would take care of the dad at night. And the one that had the night job would take care of dad during the day. And that's how they lived until they had some money, you know, to hire help. And so I think it was a poignant story to me, for sure, and, and the jury ultimately as well. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, we're going to do, uh, we've done this on another show, a true or false regarding whether or not a law is actually an, uh, a law. Okay, let because Mara's from this this area uh, originally, why don't you read that first one? Oh, good, a Connecticut joke. Now, this is, Connecticut is, is this a law or not a law? Okay. True or false? No silly string in Southington, Connecticut, unless it's in the privacy of your own home. Wow. What do you think? I think it's true. You think it's true? I'm going with Mara because she's from Connecticut. I'm saying it's true. I'd like to be... You know, opposing you guys. Yeah. But I'm going to go true. And it is true. True. Yes. Producer Cam says it is true. So no silly string in Southington, Connecticut. All right, I'll no. do the next one here. All right. Plan your naps carefully in Illinois. If you fall asleep in a cheese shop, you'll be breaking the law. No falling in a cheese shop. They don't want anybody snoring around the cheese. <laughs> Is that true or false? I'm saying false. I think people in Illinois uh, appreciate a good nap. Uh, you're going to say something like, this is a cheesy... <laughs> uh, you know, it's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say false. I'm going false. And it is it's true! Oh, man. <laughs> Producer Cam, are there anything, is there any wacky law out there that isn't true? Okay. We'll try this one, Rob. All right, I'll do the last one. Uh, in Orange County, right here in California, it's illegal to catch a shark with your bare hands. Well, I'd say it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to so. say that's false because I think uh, people in Orange County don't care how you catch a shark. I don't think they're going to. I'm going to. Well, go ahead, Mira. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say it's false because it just doesn't. I mean, how are they going to legislate against somebody grabbing a shark with your bare yeah. hands? It sounds well, maybe really they don't weird. want you hurting the shark before they actually catch it. I, I thought it was more about protecting your hands so you don't lose your hands, but I say it's false. All right. It, oh. is, it is false. Yeah. Yeah. It should be illegal so to I catch can go, a shark. I like I can sharks. go catch sharks in Orange County with my bare hands? Yeah, but yeah. if you go to All LA right. County, it might be different. Right. Okay. But maybe you can wrestle a bear with your own hands, something like that. But in any event... 
Well, maybe you can. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think it's time for the tip of the day, is it not? Okay. I'm going to read it, Larry. Experts say the ideal temperature for sleeping is 60 to 70 degrees. It should be a little on the chilly side, uh, well, at least and at least not too warm. And also they say do not have a television in the bedroom. The bedroom should be your sleep sanctuary. And uh, sleep is so important for optimal health, as we know. Studies show that less than seven to eight hours of sleep per night can increase your risk of developing heart disease and type 2 diabetes. I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? No. Nope. Wow. All right. So well, it makes sense. You know, we've had uh, a guest that uh, will talk about um, the lighting in a room and whether or not you should have, you know, a lot of distractions in the room. But it, anyway, I'm going to go to Did You Know? All right. And this is. Uh, is this introduced by Senator Ricardo Lara? Okay. And it's introduced, did it pass? It passed, yeah. Okay, and it, it prohibits 15, 14 and 15-year-old criminal defendants from being prosecuted as adults. So that's law here in California now? Apparently so. It was passed in 2018. I'm kind of with that. I'm not so sure. Because if there's a heinous crime, uh, I think that... Perhaps under those circumstances, depending on the... I don't think it should just be a blanket rule. If there's a really bad situation, a really bad crime, I think maybe you have to consider them as an adult. That's my two cents, Rob. I don't know. Mara, what do you think? Uh, as a mother, I'd hate to see my any of my son's 15 or 16-year-old friends being prosecuted as an adult. Yeah. I'm surprised that we even have a law that allows a 15, 14, 15 year old kid to be prosecuted as an adult. Because that means at 15, even if it was a heinous crime, I mean, don't we have somewhere to deal with a youngster like that? To throw him into the prison system, I think, is uh, terrible. But anyway, um, right. So uh, now it's prohibited. All right, uh, Larry. Uh, tell us, uh, do we have any messages in our message box? Yeah, from the Mandel message box. Now it's time to check the Mandel message box. Uh, this is from our Instagram page. Uh, it's from Fit Chuck. Fit Chuck. Fit Chuck. Fit Chuck says, I work out a lot, so I'm in the gym every day. Someone stole my gym bag out of the cubbies in front. I've been going there for years and never had a problem. The gym says they aren't responsible, but my wallet and phone were in the bag. Do I have a kind of a case against them? Hey, let me ask Mara. Let's Mara. Uh, yeah, because Mara did a big case against the gym. That's right for a defective equipment. Yeah. What do you think on this one, Mary? Well, I, I think Fit Chuck may have to look for another alternative way of getting uh, compensated for that because. Most gyms have waivers signed by the members that completely prohibit anyone from bringing any claims against them at all, no matter what. So when you sign up, you're signing one of those waivers, right? Yeah, be careful what you sign. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, most people don't. Uh, and I'm, I think I include lawyers at times, too. I mean, when you're faced with 20 pages of fine print... Are you really going to read it? And you'll see it also on the internet where you're, before you can go to the, the program that you want to, you have to read all these, you know, pages. And most people are just going, okay, continue. And they press the button and that's all right. it. Uh, I don't know about 20 pages, but Mira, going back to uh, uh, your role as a, a female in the legal profession, do you have any tip or advice for young women who are, want to be lawyers or looking to join the profession? 
Yeah, there's nothing you can't do. Well, that applies to any profession, I think. Well, well but okay. In a typically male-dominated profession, what used to be a male-dominated profession. Don't let anybody hold you back, girls. Nice. All Steamroller. Right. Well, listen, she's the steamroller. Thanks, Mara, for coming in. We really appreciate it. We know that it can be tough to come in on a Saturday and, and join us like this. And So how, how do our listeners reach you? You can reach me at the Mandel Law Firm. I'll be sitting at my desk waiting for your call. All right. And, and that's the number? Is? 818-886-6600. All right. 818-886-6600. All right. So, Mara, we do want to thank you so much for coming in and taking a time out of your busy schedule to uh, help us with our radio show. Yeah, we had a great time. Saturday with us. And we, had a, we did have a good time, didn't we, Larry? Yeah. So we thank you for tuning in and catch us next week right here on Go Country 105. And just remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.